Spreading up love all across the globe. It's the Vibe Show. I'm your host, Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And tonight we have a special guest joining us on, well, you know what? I'm going to say family. Joining us on the show today. Hey, hey. The one and only, my sis, the lovely Miss Stacy Hogg. How you doing today? Hello, hello, hello. I called in right on time. Yeah, you called in right on time. You are on time. What's going on? Oh, God. Just thanking God for this day and basking in this day. Yeah, you are. It's a wonderful day. It, it, really, it really is. How's the weather? Oh, my God. It's hot out here in Cali. We like it 80, 85 here in Oakland today. Yeah, we're about 90. My name. It's just, it's just humid, real, real humid and, and hot today. You know, I want to... Yeah, um, we wanna, have all that heat without the humidity. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to I thank you, too, for um, taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have so much stuff going on. I just want to thank you for um, allowing me this opportunity to be able to talk with you. Oh, no problem. Now, I want to... Um, I wanna, I wanna. We're gonna start. We're gonna start off. To I, I wanna, I want everybody to, uh, cause it's so much. It's so much history with you, and you have accomplished and done so many things. So I wanna kind of go back a little bit to give the listeners, cause everybody's been anticipating um, this interview, and it's just been, it's just been crazy. The emails, and you have so many fans and so many people that um, that love you. So, yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really been, um, it's really been crazy, these emails and questions, and we're going to try to cover as much as we can. Okay. Um, now, you're originally from um, Oakland, California. Oakland, California. Yes, originally born and raised Oakland, California. I actually was born in San Leandro, California. That's a little city that's right next to um, Oakland. You cross the street and you're in San Leandro. So it's a little quaint So you, that 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 music is is bloodline. Music is bloodline. <laughs> Oakland, man, it's so many amazing pioneers yes. that come from that city oh, right yes. there. It's a lot of history in that city right there. Oh my God, yes, starting with Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean that whole era. Of Hammer. You know, Devon, your <laughs> MC Hammer too, huh? International entertainer, yes. 
Old Hammer, too. We can't forget about Old Hammer. Oh, Hammer. We can't forget about Hammer. We can't get a, forget about Short. We yes. Can't forget about yeah. Aunt yeah. Banks. We can't forget about Man, Aunt Banks, man. Wow. Yes, that's who, that's who introduced me to the music industry. Really? Uh, his first album. I was on his first album, uh, Sitting on Something Fat. And then from there, I mean, I was on every album that he produced. From the TWDY uh, Big Things compilation that he did with Ice Cube, um, one of my songs was the um, bonus track on there called "You Want Me Back." So that's when he himself was introducing me as a solo artist to the industry, and my um, hats off to that guy. He really paved the way. Man, now b- before we before we jump off into the music thing, you know, because that's that part of it is 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 so much information on that part right there i want to talk about this hair care stuff now you're a hair expert yes now i want to talk about that let's 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 talk about that for a little while how did you how did you how did you get involved in um in doing that and becoming um an expert at it well because my grandmother was a salon owner i was born into um, doing hair. They actually had me on milk cartons with the crate that milk used to come in back in the day up to the shampoo bowl. Uh, I started shampooing hair professionally at five, literally. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so growing up in the hair salon, watching my grandmother, my grandmother was a weavologist. She was one of the first people to do pole weave um, back in the, set, the late 80s, the early 80s, going into the mid 80s. She was a pole weaver. So when I went into non-surgical hair replacement at the hair club for men, I actually was taking it to that next step further. So mm. I am what you call a non-surgical hair replacement specialist and hair care expert. <laughs> wow. So when you say so, yeah. when you say non like non-surgical, uh, can we can we talk about that a little bit because I'm 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 learning something. And I, I, I want to know, and I know the listeners want to know as well. Like, can we, like, can you define that? Yeah. So, non-surgical hair replacement is uh, is the non-surgical approach. Hence, you know, surgery is where they splice your scalp and they um, take your um, follicles out of the donor area of your hair and place them in the um, areas where follicles are lost. Mm. Well, I'm not a medical doctor, and I was trained at the hair club for men, so I do the non-surgical approach. And the non-surgical approach is where we create a matrix, if you will, and we basically use that matrix to add hair that is um, that is directly um, matching their texture, color, and density. Right. And we blend that hair in with their existing hair. And oh. so that's a 12-week process. Yes, that's a 12-week process. Mm-hmm. So, so you can shake me back. In other words, if oh, I, I can shake you back, <laughs> <laughs> man. I don't even know, man. I, I miss my little hairline, man. But I just, I was just like, you know what, man? I just gave up. They on have it a lot whatever. of, they have a lot of things for men now. You know, hair club for men started out in the seventies with size balding. Remember, not only am I the client, but I'm the president too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And so, um, you know, over the years, they really um, have come up with some innovative ways to replace hair. So, you know, there are a plethora of ways to replace hair now and get that hairline back. Now, now let me ask you this. 
Now, how would you feel about a man, you know, because I'm I don't I'm not too sure about the hair pieces. Now, yeah. which which they probably been doing um, you know, in movies and all type of stuff like that or whatever. But like are you a fan of a man rocking a hair piece? Like um You know what? I am. And not <laughs> let's be clear, <laughs> not because I get paid to do that. <laughs> Let's be clear. It's not because I, I I I get paid for doing it, but I want to see people live the life that they want. You know, right? A right. lot of people don't do things because they're afraid. And if a man has the courage enough to wear a piece, I say go for it. I really do. Right. Now, I I don't know if I how I would feel if I was you know getting romantic with my man and ran my fingers through his hair and it came out in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that's what I'm saying. Look, that that's what I'm saying. Now, now, now that's now that part of it. Now, now wouldn't that be kind of um, de deceiving a little bit? Now, now if I'm, I meet you and I'm like, hey, look, you know, we on a date. Look, it's something I want to tell you, Stace. Like, um, you know, I just want to let you know, you know, I I, I rock a hairpiece. <laughs> and guess what I would say to him? What? Babe, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's, you know, it looks dope. Like, I mean, the way that they, I mean, they doing everything now. I'm talking about you can get whatever look that you want. My thing is, you know, I'm just like, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not for everybody. Right. See, hair replacement is not for everybody, male or female, you know, um, but there are some people, believe it or not, especially when I did work in Beverly Hills at the Hair Club for Men. Right. I worked with a lot of people, a lot of big businessmen who were in sales and things of that nature. And one thing that I saw is that after these men got their hair replacement, they felt better about themselves. Right. They had more self-confidence. They had um, better self-love. Like, you know, okay, we, we love ourselves as we are, but what woman... You go out here now, and you got women with lashes. You got women with fake brows, fake breasts, fake booties. Fake, I mean, so come on. We can't give the guys a hairpiece. Right. <laughs> I, you know what? I, 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 I feel you from that angle. I definitely feel you from that angle right there, you know. And um, it, it is, you know, and I, and I see a lot of um, a lot of people do feel it, it does make you feel feel better. You know about yourself and stuff like that, and any, and any, mm -hmm. I, and I'm with all, I'm with anything that that you know that that's uplifting and that can rejuvenate you. I'm definitely with that, and it's all about that's your preference and what you like. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, I just thought that that was so cool. So, um, you're also um, you you're you're like a um a CEO of uh, what is it the hair um. Alternative. Hair alternative. Okay. Yes, that's XO underscore hair alternative. They can follow me on that page. I do, you know, regular hair. I'm a, a regular stylist as well. But my specialty is non-surgical hair replacement. Man, that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. You wear so many different hats. And I and I actually do non-surgical hair replacement for my breast cancer foundation, the Sharon Randolph Foundation. See what We're I'm saying? On Facebook as well. My website is under construction right now, but we are um, the Sharon Randolph Foundation, 
and we give non-surgical hair replacement back to women who lose hair going through chemotherapy. And this oh, that's gone. dope. Yes, that's what we do. So we um, we fundraise, and you know we have different um, um, organizations that donate to us and to our cause. We actually uh, not only have the hair replacement um, program, we have a hardship program. And oh. our hardship program pays for groceries, it pays for people's light bills, because you don't hear wow. the stories of who falls by the wayside. Yeah. We know that story yeah. because our mother, Sharon Randolph, died of breast cancer. So due to having a hand-on experience with this, I created these programs based on what we went through and how... The, the, the help that we were looking for, now I'm that help. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, that make a lot of sense. And I was going to ask you, um, did you get involved based on a personal experience? And then, you you know, you already answered that already. So that, mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool right there. And um, that's yeah. the first time I heard, like, that part of it to where y'all have, like, a, um, a another part of it that actually funds, uh, you know, help with help with other things that people need. I think that's cool. Yes, I just partnered my business and my, my, my nonprofit together. And so, you know, I, I'm one that I, I like team. I like to be a team. There's no I in team. So my hopes are to travel um, around and get other non-surgical stylists and stylists who want to be non-surgical hair replacement um, um, stylists to join our team. Um, on the Sharon Randolph Foundation, so that they can too help women in the you know in the name of Sharon Randolph, which is my mother. So I'm looking to expand. I'm looking to broaden my territory with this. Right. And yeah. you said that um, the website is under. Well, we go. We're gonna put those handles and stuff out there at the end of the yeah. show because I definitely wanna uh, support that. And uh, yes. we want to get those websites out there so everybody else can support as well. Now, yes. um, um, man, I, I just, again, you wear so many hats. Now, let's talk about your um, community uh, involvement as well, because that's what I love about you. You do so many different things that's amazing, and it's all uplifting. It's all um, things to help people, inspire people. Let's talk about that, um, your community work. So my community work is really um, uh, funny that you would ask about that. I was really thrown into doing community work after my brother was murdered in 2009. Um, my brother was murdered in 2009, and in 2015, my cousin was shot and killed while sleeping in his car here in Oakland wow. um, at Lake Merritt. And um, the city of Oakland, um, at the time, from 2009 to around 2015-16, was, you know, like bloodbath. And after my brother was murdered, I figured I have to do something for our community. I have to be that change agent that right. I want to see. So um, I had already started the Sharon Randolph Foundation in memory of my mother. I didn't want to keep starting, you know, yeah. organizations based on everything that was happening. <laughs> right, right. So what I did was I brought my 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 spirit and I joined a group called Their Lives Matter, okay? And I got on that group and what we did was we went into the city of Oakland and we spoke with the mayor and we set up meetings with the mayor to change policy. 
That's what people don't understand. We can get out and we can march all day long, but you have to be able to speak and be able to change policy the way they're doing things. Right. So with our community work, we were um, especially targeting homicide, the homicide department, because of their way of handling homicide. It's like they see this stuff every day, but when you come in and your loved one is murdered, and they're like, yeah, you know, yeah, your, your brother was homicide number 70, 79. Oh, wow. So my brother was not homicide number 79, 2009. My brother was a father. My brother was a brother. Right. Uncle. You understand? Yeah, he yeah. Was like a chopping block. And so what we did was we went in and we talked with the mayor and with the chief of, the, of, of, of that department, making them change the way they handle and care for families right. during homicide. Yeah. Did so you? that's how it started. And then I got on, you know, I just started being called for things. A little young lady was murdered. Um, not even a young lady. She was eight years old. Her name was Lady. Oh, my God. And, Come on. and shot her through the door and uh, was looking for some, one of her parents. And at that time, uh, Oscar Grant's mom, um, she and I showed up at the same time. And we were there to pray for the community. We were there to pray for, with that family. And I just, I like being there because I choose to sit in that shoot, in that, in that shoot, um, getting that call at 2 o'clock in the morning saying that my loved one was gone. Right. So I have a heart for that, too. I have a heart for my community because even though, there are bad people out there. I still love Oakland. I still love my community, and this is why I do this work. Is because I love the community. We have to restore love and compassion back into our community, right. one person at a time. And I am the 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 I am compassion, and I am love, and I'm the possibility of spreading that in my community. You know what? You're absolutely right about that. Because um, we just living in some crazy times right now. Yeah, we are. I mean, it's yeah. just like, it's it's really like it, you know. Every day, you know, you 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 leave out you leave out your house. You know, it's like it's like a war zone, you know. And and it's not like times where you know. And 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 I don't know if I always often I think about it all the time. Like you know, when when a lot of the um, I, and I call it the glue. A lot of the 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 elders, you know, before they passed on. And um, growing up, you know, in that era, things things were different. You know, I feel, you know, and, and it, you know, it probably had issues and things going on then too. But to me, you know, in that era, growing up with my grandparents and stuff like that before they passed or whatever, I just always watched them go out of their way to always keep the family together. Neighbors, yeah. neighbors, you know, it just was a different type of environment. Do you think that? Um, the torch when the torch was passed on do you think that that most of us just didn't want to carry that torch or maybe didn't yeah. know how or like yeah. what do you think i i definitely think that let me tell you something me and my sister we are in our 40s right right i'm, I'm not ashamed to tell my age um but we we um were passed the torch at young ages my mother died when I was 25 years old. My father died when I was young. And so we, we, we got past, like, big torches, you know. Right. And we took those torches and we ran. A lot of people take those torches and they let the torch 
burnout. Right. They don't run with it. They just sit there and they don't even pick up the torch. Let's go there. Right. They don't even pick up the torch. And so that is why our community is broken down. It's broken down. And, and, and I, I, I say this because I had to pick up a torch that I didn't want to pick up. So I know what it's like. Yeah. I was 25. I didn't want to do, I have to make decisions on my own and, you know, do these big girl things, I call it. And so I tell people, I say, you're not grown until mama gone. That's See? right. <laughs> right. You're not gone. You're not grown until mama gone. Right. <laughs> you got to carry that torch. And a lot of people don't want to carry it. You're absolutely right. And, and 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 even further, I think that um, you know it's it's just it's it's such an area that 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 can open up so much dialogue because like you know even the the younger generation too, you know um, the respect level there, you know in the and, and I think that do you think that it's it's a situation where like. Um, Younger younger people are having children, and they're still young as well. So there's no guidance there. There's no babies raising babies, in other words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when even when when you are an, an adult, an adult having a child. It's all trial and error, right? Yeah, right. So the younger you are, of course, so Sharon and I were born to teenage parents. Did you, did you know that? No, My father I did. was 18 and my mother was 16. They were married, right. but they were two teenage parents. And do you know how the community probably talked about them? Absolutely. And, and they were figuring it out. What they said, you understand? So I'm not going to say necessarily age. Well, we had our grandparents. That were there. See, yeah. Bona the grandparents. Bona the big mamas who I know children something. You have grandmothers that teach kids bad things. And when I say teaching them bad things, we show our children by what we do in front of them. Right. Your children are going to do what you do because they're watching you. They're watching you. They're watching you every minute. And so you're teaching them how to be by your actions. I tell people this all the time. You know what? That is, that is so true. That is so true. And it's like now, you know, you got to be mindful of everything that you're doing now around those kids and stuff like because they have access yeah. to so much stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I think, too, you know, like around that era, um, you know, I think it was kind of good that we didn't really have the phones and stuff like that. Like, we had each oh, other. Yeah. We really went outside oh, and played. And, 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 you know, it, it's just like on a different level now where there's no communication. There's no, it's just everybody got their phones in their hand. And it's, it's such a disconnect. It's, no, this communication, we communicate, we're not connecting Right, not, you're right. It is a bunch of communication going on. We our, I call it bumping cuticles. You know, we say you bumping your gums. That means mm -hmm. you talk too much. Well, yeah. that was bumping cuticles. <laughs> you ain't never lying. That is so real. Now we bump our cuticles. We're communicating, but we're not connecting with each other. We're all looking down on our phone. We're all, no one says good morning. No one says, hi, how are you? 
No one gives anybody eye contact anymore. Right. This poor generation that's coming up now, they'll know nothing about body language and how to read body language like we did. Wow. Wow. That is so we true. Were to, we were taught to pay attention. Right. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pick your head up. Don't be looking down all the time. Pay attention for a snake bite. Pay attention, sucker. Pay attention, sucker. Right. Remember, that was that, was that era. Pay Man. attention. Notice your surroundings. You know, they don't pay attention anymore. Wow. What what keeps you grounded, Stacey? What, what keeps oh, you grounded? God. And so what focused. What keeps me grounded is doing what God purposed me to do, going with the flow, that's what keeps me grounded. I go with the flow. I used to fight like, I used to be like a stream, going upstream, like them. Right. <laughs> when you go with the flow of life, your life is so much easier. I do things that I love. That's what keeps me grounded. I don't mm. get up and go to a job that I don't like every mm. day. I don't be around people who have low vibration, low energy. I, you know, I right. vibrate high and I vibrate with others who vibrate high. Hmm. You know, that, that, and, and, and that's something that I've, I've actually myself been, um, doing self-evaluation and, and I, I've been eliminating, you know, some things and, and, and some people too, you know, out of my life, just basically just disconnecting because, you know, I'm at an age now to where it's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta be growing with somebody, you know, I, you know, I, I, I just, cause people will, will pull you, will keep you in that same space because they haven't changed. So they still see you as the same person that you were, but you're not and that same person exactly. anymore. Exactly. You got to get away from those people because then they, they'll keep you in, in stale mode, you know? Yeah. Yep. 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 When you grow, they, they, they don't see it. I've I've had to relinquish some relationships like that. Right. You know, I've grown. You don't see where my growth is, so and you don't want to grow with me. Now that's the thing. We all grow at different times, so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna shake my Holy Ghost finger at you because you haven't grown. Right. I'm not gonna do that. But you have to at least be willing to want to grow. You 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 can't just be stale and stuck. Man. You can be, but I won't be around you. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I, I just, I, I, I love your, I love your vibe and, and your spirit. But I, you know, I, I knew that, I knew that it was gonna be like that though, because um, your, you know, you, you, your, your people are good. Yeah. You know, good people. Yeah. You know, and 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 it, it reminds me of, of of my family. You know, and and that's what um, I love about it. It you know, the connection. The way that the way that y'all love people, it just yeah. it, it reminds me. Uh, it reminds me of my family, and and you know I always try to stay connected to good people because yeah. we like a rarity. You know what I yeah. mean? We <laughs> like a rarity now. Like you know, good people. You know, a good hospitality when you go by the house or some some a gathering or something going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. Got a place to if you ever come to Oakland, you got a place to stay. Don't ever hesitate to call me. Absolutely. I'm what you call a superhost. I sure, I, I sure <laughs> am. I, I believe that. I sure am. Now, um, I, I want to. Uh, I thought that this was this was uh, amazing as well. Um, you've been recording, 
and writing since the age of 17. I just thought that that was, um, that was dope too. Now, I know that you come from a music background, but what really inspired you to want to really take, mu take, take music seriously? Um, the love of it, the love of it, because you see, you don't, you don't know, you didn't know who I was. <laughs> I've been singing for a long time, background for people. Um, I was on Regina Bell's Reaching Back album, her mm -hmm. last album that she recorded in 1997, going into 98. I do it for the love. Me and my sister, we were road babies, literally. My mom took us to rehearsals. Um, we had to go to rehearsals, and then growing up, you know, my mom used to sneak me in the little club so that I could sing. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it was a closeness to me and my mother, which is why when my mother died and when my brother was murdered, I I, I, I haven't hit the stage as much, even now. Um, and um, it's, a, it's a fear that I have already overcome, but it's also a loneliness now. Yeah. I had a family band. It was my mother on keys, my brother on drums, and my stepfather was on bass. And me and Braley, we sang. Right. So um, we grew up, my mother vocally trained us together, and we grew up, we had a group, and um, we actually had added a lady to the group, and then I was replacing the group. We had a whole little, you know, breakdown in that. And um, that was enough to make me stop, but it didn't make me stop. My mom got behind me and said, hey, you know what? Whose who, who group is Anita Baker in? Whose group is Aretha Franklin in? Mm -hmm. My mama gave me that pep talk. Mm -hmm. And then after she gave me the pep talk, then I got the call from Aunt Banks to uh, come and work on his season on Stuff and Fat album. So between the two of them, it was like... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I say that I do this for the love of it because I've had so many things that have knocked me down leading to... Um, being in the industry, which is why when I published my book, I published the music soundtrack as well. Uh, so um, I have my own Pandora station right now. Um, I am on every music outlet under Stacey Ardrian. People look, look for my music under Stacey Hope. I know. Not under Stacey Hope. It's under Stacey Ardrian. Actually, on Spotify, they have Stacey Ardrian Hope. Somebody got smart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my government name I just dropped folks for stage you know because again it's just you know yeah it is what it is but I, I do it for the love it, it's the love and and now now in my life I do it as, as, a, as a means to keep me close to my mom and my brother right because I was going to ask you um, you know because I, I I used to do music and stuff too you know for a long time, you know, hadn't hadn't reached the plateaus that you have reached or whatever, but I always had that music dream and that drive and that desire for it or whatever. And I, I just wanted to ask you, you know, been through a lot of pitfalls, um, you know, experiences with different people, a bunch of letdowns. And, you know, I, I have to say that um, the closer I got to getting an opportunity or making it or whatever, it got quite disappointing um, to me learning more because, you know, for me, I believed, you know, something for so long. And then as I got closer to the business and started to learn certain things or whatever, you know, I, I was I was I was very disappointed, you know, at the, yeah. some of the things that I learned. 
and it and, yeah. and really hurt and I really felt like I was deceived in a way and it kind yeah. of took took a little bit of that passion away from me a little bit you know what I'm saying it, it may, I yeah. kind of felt like God protected me from you know because I always stay connected with him and I just felt like he always maybe he he you know stopped me from a lot of the opportunities or whatever like that you know because you know maybe I would have I would have self-destructed in that life or whatever but I just yeah. I wanted to hear your like your 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 um perspective on the business yes. yourself it's so amazing that you say that um I used to sit back and I used to say hmm I've worked with so many people and you know why hadn't I got to you know that plateau that we try to uh, you know, every artist tries uh -huh. to get you, right? Uh -huh. And it came to me. It, God was like, he saved me. I'm clear that God saved me. Because I would have been like Paris Hilton, right. Nicole Richie. There you go. I would have been in the tabloids every week. Y'all mm -hmm. would have really known who saved me whole world, okay? Right. Y'all would have known. Because I was into some stuff on top of pursuing my music career. Do you understand? Yes. So I'm, I'm clear that God saved me from that. I'm clear that I was saved from that because I would have been, I would have had to live and I would have had to live my, my pitfalls in the, 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 the limelight. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would have wanted to do that. I know. I know. You know, yeah. and it's just so, it's like confirmation hearing it from you too. You know, cause sometimes I'll be feeling like, you know, I, I, you know, like a lot of people, you know, they always be like, man, bro, you gotta, you you, you gotta come, man, you gotta do music again, man. You got, but I'm, I, you know, honestly sitting here like right now, I just felt like God gave me more than just that gift. But it took yeah. me a long time to really, it's nothing nobody could tell me. Like me, I, you know, it was everything to me, and I, it took a lot for me to really understand that I had other gifts that God blessed me with and once I started to tap into that honestly I'm more happier than I was when I was doing music with with the new path and new career that 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 I'm on now than anything yes you I know lost what? a lot of money lost a lot of time disappointed hurt and now I'm just I'm happy It's like that for me too. This whole new, my whole new um, um, lane that that God is sending me down, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with hair. Yes, I'm gonna teach hair, but I used to be 12, 13 clients, sometimes more than that a day. Come I don't on. work like that anymore. God needs me outside of the salon. He doesn't need me inside of the salon, inspiring and making people feel good. Now He yeah. needs me outside, and I'm clear about that. Mm. I'm so clear about that. Um, and I am blessed that I don't have to work like that at this age. You know, Amen. because that's that's hard work. Yes, that's hard work being on your feet ten, twelve hours. Some days I work fifteen hours. Wow. You know, and so I feel like I put in my dues as far as that's concerned. So I will always have my hair business, but I won't be the one in there working like that. Right. God needs me somewhere else. Right. And you, this is why I tell people it's the space of the unknown. Getting up every day, doing my unstoppable conversations, my video blog on Facebook. I love that, that too, by the way. I, that was all new to me. 
and it was the space of the unknown. This is why I talk to people about being in the space of the unknown. Sometimes it's good to throw yourself in the space of the unknown, you know? Right. So that you can grow. So that you can grow and can expand and stretch yourself. Because as soon as you get comfortable, that's when something's wrong. Right. You should never be too comfortable. With you should always be trying to stretch yourself one way or another. Un, 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 unstoppable in the face of no agreement. What what inspired you to to put this book together? Because I know it's it, it it appears to me like um, it's based on your life experiences. Yep. yep. What, it's what, based on my life experience. I was very transparent in the book. Yes. Um, what inspired me was that I, I followed specific instructions from God. Right. Um, God saved me, and I just can't be silent about it. He saved me. Um, and when he saved me and pulled me out of addiction, when he saved me and pulled me out of depression, when he saved me and pulled me out of anxiety, when he saved and pulled me out of PTSD, I could not not tell about it because mm -hmm. I didn't take not one medication for it. I did not go to one drug diversion class, not one 12-step program. Really? God did it. God did it. And so he told me he wanted me to write about it. And I fought God for 10 years. I was, in L I was still living in L.A. 2007 is when I got my assignment, 2007. And that assignment wasn't birthed until 2017. So I ran from it because I was not ready to be authentic. I was not ready to be transparent. Mm -hmm. I did not was one of those people who, I don't want you to know my business. Right. Um, you know, looking good versus looking bad, that type of thing. And so when I was able to um, take full responsibility for my life and say, you know what, this is what it is, and this is my, this is my path, I'm, I'm okay with it, then that's when I went forward with the book. I was okay inside. It was nothing nobody could break me on. Anything that I said in that book, you can't break me on it. <laughs> wow. And so it wasn't until then that that book was, was birthed. And I say birthed because I was pregnant with it for 10 years. What? And you know what? That's what I'm saying. That's that's like that's like the beauty of it all and a whole nother level of of spirituality inner spirituality because like you you you've come into your your own and that those testimonies are what he wanted you to release in those experiences because i know it's a lot of people that's going through or have been through the same thing yeah oh yeah they just don't want to talk about it right when we, when we don't want to talk about it, that's when you're not free. You're mm -hmm. in bondage at that point. And mm -hmm. I find that a lot of people, um, well, not a lot of people, but there have been some people who are uncomfortable with my truth. I'm sorry. You're uncomfortable with my truth because you're uncomfortable with your truth. Mm -hmm. And when you get comfortable with your truth, you won't be uncomfortable with anybody sharing their truth. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I felt that direct. Right. You know, so, do, I had to be okay with it. I had to be okay with it. I told some things I really didn't want to tell. Right. But I had to tell those stories in order to tell you how God brought me out. Right. And how 
we are co-creators with God. We're waiting. We always continuing to pray. We praying. We praying. No, you have to pray and believe. Right. Faith is the key, but but belief knocks the door down. You have to believe in yourself. And so I was a co-creator with God. I co-created my life with God. He broke me down. Mm. And I, I co-created it with him bringing me up. See, sometimes God has to break you down in order to mold you. Right. The potter wants to put you back together again, and I let you. And that's a part of going with the flow. Right. You have to go with the flow. You can't either, either you're going to let God drive or you're going to drive. And you've been driving your life. How's that been going? Hmm. Been driving down them one-way roads. <laughs> headed to a brick well. Headed to, headed, headed to a brick <laughs> Headed well. to a path for destruction now. What, what what do you think about social media? Do you think that it's it's um, designed in a way uh, to dis- keep us distracted? Yes, it's designed to keep us distracted. It's designed to keep us disconnected. It's designed to dummy us down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can give you a list. Let's go. Let's for. talk. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I can. You know, it's funny because a lot of people they see my presence on Facebook, social media. You know, my posting. And I do that because it's really a job. I don't pay anybody to do that right. for me right now. Um, so it's a job. And I do it because of that. When, I, when I'm scrolling and I see what people post, you know, they use their post as, um, uh, what do I want to call it? <laughs> I know what you're about to their say. therapy, you know. <laughs> and it's like, I knew you was about to say that. A therapist. A therapist needs to hear this story, not your Facebook community. Right. You actually need help. Right. And so I find that a lot of people who have mental illness, they're on social media, and they're not getting the help they need. They're just becoming entertainment. Right. I mean, just like the guy, um, what's his name? Andrew Cal- Caldwell, the yeah. guy? Yeah. The, the delivered guy, right? I believe that he means well, but I do believe that there's some mental illness there. Yes. There's some mental illness there. He needs help. And instead of helping people are coming on there, they're talking about him, they're slandering him, you know. Right. And so then here we are perpetuating the same behavior that we're trying to get away from. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you know, that is true because it's like, um, and, and, and people can see through it, you know, people be venting out and, and, and you know, I just, I, just, I just feel like some things should be private. You know, I don't think that everything, everybody should have all access to you like that. You know, I don't think that you should take a picture every meal, um, you know, personal situations and things going on. Tag yourself here, tag yourself there. Yeah, you know, pray for me, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, I'm like... Yeah, but, but my my thing that, that that gets to me is pray for me, Facebook. Don't ask me what's wrong. Yeah, you know what? Don't because the way I was taught, and I, I, you guys can be any different, but I was taught not to shout, throw shout out to heaven. Right. So if we pray for a toe, we want the Lord to make this toe better. <laughs> all such an agree on the toe. Yeah. Like, don't you know? Praying, praying. Now I think a lot of people they just put the praying hands up. Because a lot of people ain't even praying for their own life. They can't even get a prayer for their own trouble. Mm-hmm. So what makes me think that you're praying for me? Absolutely. And that your prayer is going to get through. Right. See? So I was 
And, and, and that's another um, topic that we, we're going to have to touch on some more things um, as well. You know, you're going to have to come back on here because we, yeah, got, we got, we got, yeah, you know, we, we might even have to even, even make it like a, a, a ritual. We got to get some schedules together or something like that. And we'll awesome. do like some, some call-ins or something that. like that. Or, or we could do something together where we can. You know, actually, um, just talk about different issues, talk about different things, do call-ins, the whole nine. Yeah. I think that would be dope. Let's do some shout-outs right now. Shout-out anybody you want to shout-out. Oh, my God. I want to shout-out my sister, Sharon Hope. I want to shout-out my nephew, Little Rich Swag. I want to shout-out my niece, LaDana, here in California, all the way from Georgia. What? With us now. She's here. I want to give my cousin Braylee Evans a shout out. That's on my this, girl right uh, there. Y'all are not watching it. Rondale Lancaster on Ambition. You don't know what you're missing. I'm serious. I gotta watch that show. I'm telling you. And to my daughter. Oh my God. How can you? My daughter's at University of Missouri studying broadcast journalism. What? I love her. I love her to life. Yes. We have a whole production family, okay? Wow. Everybody, my family, my friends, I love you guys. Um, you guys can follow me. I have a new page. My old page was hacked, uh, but you can follow me at Stacy A. Hope. That's at Stacy A H O G G. Follow me on Instagram, please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know that I moved over, but. That is my new Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have Unstoppable Conversations Monday through Friday on uh, Facebook. Uh, we are we have a private group. We keep it private because I want people to feel um, comfortable about sharing and, you know, really letting their hair down, if you will. So the group is private, but you can definitely, definitely join our group. We have some empowerment conversations on a daily basis. It's really wonderful. Awesome. And also, um, you guys make sure y'all go and pick up a copy of that Unstoppable in the face of no agreement, facing obstacles against all odds right now on you can get it on uh you can get it on Prime, Amazon. 
Amazon, you can get it on Amazon. Um, if they DM me, they can get one cent autograph to them, okay? Really? <laughs> yes. Well, we need to make sure that we uh we get we we need to put that out there. I need to um to get them links and stuff too, so I can uh throw those links up. Also, because okay. we need to make sure that uh we get them we get we we need to get them fans those books out there or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of people that uh was asking about the books as well. You guys, that book is on Amazon. You guys can get it on Amazon, or you said that they could uh DM you to get a, a signed copy. Yes, they can DM me to get a signed copy. If they order through Amazon, it'll probably just come from Amazon Prime or Amazon. But if they DM me, I keep books here with me. I um, I will autograph it and mail it out to them. Oh, wow. Now, that free picture... Free of charge for your listeners. Free of charge. We're not charging uh, uh, shipping. Now, so, see, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, y'all. Definitely. Y'all getting, y'all getting exclusive love right now for my sister. Come on now. Free Y'all make sure y'all go and follow her, and y'all make sure y'all inquire about this book. What do we got coming up? What's what's what, what, what we, we got coming, coming up? What do we have coming up? I am actually in the process. I don't always talk about what I do, but I'm actually in the process. I'm putting together a empowerment pink brunch for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We are um, bringing awareness to our hardship program, and uh, we just want to empower. Um, anybody that has um, uh, been through breast cancer, anybody going through breast cancer, we just want to make it an intimate um, uh, day of, of of empowerment. So I have that coming up. I'm really excited about that. We got some dates on that, that yet? In the we got dates on that yet? October 27th. October 27th. Yes, October 27th in Oakland. Uh, we are still in the planning stages, but I'm going ahead and putting it out there. We're going to have Braylee. She's going to be uh, one of our my empowerment speakers. We're going to have a holistic doctor there. It's going to be a really nice evening. Wow. I, I am one who, you know, if you want to take Western medicine, that's fine, but I do promote holistic healing because I, I feel that the body was made to heal itself, and mm. I believe that. That's uh, no. ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. So, just you know, we're going to have a lot of information there for um, the local women to you know to have and um, uh, pick up some information if they are sick. So it's going to be a really nice evening. Yeah, you're gonna have to um to come back on there and talk about that too. Um, and we're gonna promote that too as it gets closer. We need to network okay. on Thank that information you. or whatever. You get me any information or whatever. Um promotional content or stuff like that I can help with or whatever just um let me know and we'll get that stuff circulated and get that out there and, and raise some awareness on that too on our end that's right all unstoppable in the face of no agreement facing obstacles yes. and they can listen to that soundtrack odds. free they don't have to buy the soundtrack just go under Stacey Ardrian under any digital outlet and the soundtrack will be right there. So the soundtrack is streaming on all platforms as well. Yes, it is. Oh, that's dope. Unstoppable. Unstoppable in the face of no agreement, facing obstacles against all odds. Everybody, I need y'all to go and pick up a copy. We can also hear the live audio. You can get that streaming on all platforms as well, and also the music. We got music up on on uh, platforms as well, right? Yes. 
on all platforms and be be um, coming soon. I'm actually working on the audio book, so that's what I'm in the studio doing right now. I gave you that, but I'm in the studio as well working on the audio book. So the audio will be here by 2020. I'm wow. excited about that. That's the blessing on that. Now, um, you are coming back on this platform. You said what? You are coming back on this platform. Oh, for sure. I've already okay. claimed that already. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what? I, I really, really um, enjoyed myself. I knew that it was going to be a blessing. I just, I knew it was. You just know good people. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes. Um, uh, any anything that, um, any, any other um, thing that you want to put out there before I ask you to um, drop a nugget? on the listeners before we leave some words of encouragement or uplift? You know, nothing I can think of, but if I had to tell your your, your listeners anything, I would say be unstoppable. And, and, and be unstoppable at whatever it is that you're doing. Don't let anything stop you. Um, I tell people all the time, you are the only one stopping you. Mm. And we, we, we don't get that. We are fighting an enemy within us. <laughs> right. That's why you don't have to fight with anybody else. You have an enemy within you that you're fighting with every day. And so when you focus on your enemy and when you focus on what you need to, what your fight is, then the world would be a much better place. Mm. We would all be unstoppable. But some of us get stopped being in other people's business. We get stopped and distracted with different men. We get stopped and we get distracted with different women. You know? Right. And so just be unstoppable in the face of no agreement. That's against all odds. In the face of no agreement, you keep going on. I love that. I love that. The way you just broke that down, I love that. As you're saying that, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying like, you know what? You ain't never lying because... I'm fighting with I'm fighting with that person on the inside, and then here yes. I am trying to focus on something else too. So they double teaming me. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm getting jumped. You know what and I mean? That, that enemy is that negative voice that speaks to you. That negative voice that tells you you're not good enough. That negative voice that says um, I can't. You right. know that's the enemy within you because that enemy is telling you something different than what God is saying. See, God says you're all that. Right. And so I, I, I always, or every now and then I end my show with the I am, you know, I am victorious. I am um, um, rich. I am abundant. You know, we do our I am. You and Bray, we talk about it a lot. We do our I am, and we're serious about it. Right. We're so serious about it, I'm recording some I am. We're going to have some <laughs> unstoppable I am. Right. Um, Recorded and released in a few minutes, so yeah. But we definitely want that exclusive. Yes, we oh, you will. When it's done, I will definitely call you and let you know. Absolutely, thank you so much. We are wishing you more blessings, more success, you and the family, in everything that y'all doing. We yes. really, I really appreciate that. And I can't wait for you to come back on the platform again. Yes, I can't wait to be back on your platform. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's the Vibe Show. I'm your host, Kano the Don, and my special guest, the queen, the one and only, Miss Stacy A. Hogg. 
We That's out. That's me. <laughs> I love you guys. Love you too. We out. All right. Bye-bye.